Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. At least for now. Um, we do still have some shows to talk about this episode. We had a couple shows come back that uh, we were expecting to come back that will. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if those are necessarily a good or bad thing uh, based on what we've seen, but. Um, and we're still sticking with uh, a couple of other shows for some reason. Um, I think it's safe to say, though, season is still panning out the way we expected. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about next next time? Because uh, <laughs> we're not gonna have... sounds like it's uh, it's time there to might, bring back the there might semi not be much left. Time to bring back the semi annual um, fucking gotcha game podcast. So, oh god. <laughs> oh, well, the the current Grand Blue Fantasy summer event is the only fun I had with anime in the past two weeks. So oh, yeah. uh, maybe that's uh, <laughs> you know none of these shows have offered me. Uh, girls magically grafting sharks to their arms to punch people with, but, um... It's like, anyway, sounds like some devil man shit, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, the sharks that she got from the Sharknado, because Sharknado is canon in Grand Blue Fantasy, but... Um, anyway... Understood. Uh, we do have some actual anime to talk about, so... Just to introduce everybody, I'm Jell, and I'm joined, as always, by Iroh. I'm still here. Not dead yet. He's still with us. I'm joined by G. I have vanquished my demons. I I am a free man. A burden has been lifted from my shoulders, uh-huh. quite literally. I Since the last podcast, I shaved my head. And man, it feels great, let me tell you. I, that, I, yeah, I, I still have not, uh taking care of my quarantine hair yet yeah i stole 80s hair myself i just couldn't wait any longer like i was like the barbershops oh, oh, ain't Iroh, coming you're... back anytime soon so iroh you're up to 80s hair i'm still in the 70s right now oh, sure. so i'm not sure which one is <laughs> i've got a I'm full on not... mullet i don't even know okay. how you guys could live with yours but really apologies to everybody with hair longer than like two three inches i don't know how you live with yourselves like i i, yeah. I don't it's 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 maddening it's it's i can't I can't stand it. Like the idea of my hair even like reaching my nose, it's like it it just I, bothers I me. I got to admit the the, time, so. the 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 beautiful feathered seventies hair is starting to grow on me. I have to admit. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you think you're gonna keep it's also, going? It's also very warm out, so I don't know. Yeah. But uh, now, that is the other. Anyway, uh, we're we're also joined <laughs> this week by Artemis. Good to be here, and I have not had a haircut in I'm gonna say a year, maybe more. But uh, yeah, I have the luxury of putting uh, it up in a ponytail or a bun, so it's fine. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I have not gotten to that point yet where I can where I can uh, pull it back with something, but we'll see. I might give it another couple months. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So we have a couple shows to talk about for this episode. Uh. Like I said, there's a couple of things that came back, which we'll talk about, but I do want to start with uh, finally getting around to talking about Great Pretender, which we've been punting on a couple of episodes in a row. Uh, we, we last mentioned the Singapore arc a little bit, but not everyone had finished it, so we didn't really get into it. 
and uh-huh. that's episode six through ten for reference for anybody. But uh, now that we've all caught up with that, I wanted to mention that since that's one of the few highlights we have to watch <laughs> well, this season. Well, you know, if this show had aired weekly, like a normal TV, you know, like a normal anime, we would have been we would have reached about this point by now. So mm-hmm. I think this is right, appropriate. Right. So, uh, so yeah, just to refresh everyone's memory, the Singapore arc, this is the based around the big uh, high-rolling airplane race betting <laughs> ring thing going on. Um, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. I, very, appro- very appropriate for the, the mood of the show. I think something as ridiculous and, like, I don't know, the, the whole, like, super wealthy, high-stakes gambling sort of thing matches really well with the whole, you know, heist movie. Yeah, it's right. it's a good sensible angle vibe to going on. From. Right. But um I don't know what you guys think of the arc overall. I I'll, I mean it's been a couple weeks I know since I watched it. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> it's been, been a while. It's been a so good I, long while since I saw it, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was as good as the first arc. Um, yeah, I would agree. But I still thought it was good. Uh, I think the the pacing of that show is still uh, quite good. Yeah, I, I think that this arc... Again, I, th- I think the mini-arc approach is definitely, like... That's the se- that's the secret sauce that Great Pretender is utilizing quite mm. well so far. I think that, uh... I think that, like, as Eero said, um... And again, I want to make it clear before I get into my usual spiel that I definitely did enjoy uh, this arc overall. I-, I had a lot of fun... I think I think it's just like in comparison to how strong the first arc was, I feel like the Singapore arc. Uh, I think maybe it it, it maybe it's it's slumped in a couple of areas. Like it felt like maybe it was dragging its feet a little too much in in a couple places. Like I feel like the 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 LA arc is so snappy. It's so punchy. Like mm-hmm. you're just going from you know. Caper to caper to caper, right? Like, it's just constantly escalating mm-hmm. the, yeah. the mistakes. Whereas I feel like they never feel like they're not in control this time around. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the tension right. is a little bit deflated because now we've established, oh, like, at least so far, Lawrence is always in control. He, he, he is never not, right? And so some of the tension of can they pull this off gets a little deflated. And, I mean, again, it's the second arc out of, like, what's probably going to be, like, four at least. So, you know, like, there's time for that day to come, right? That day for them to really get pushed up against the wall. But this yeah. this arc definitely felt a little bit more kind of like, uh, I don't know, another day at the job, so to speak, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Think... And I... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it felt I, also I'm I'm like... Oh, I'm my gosh. <laughs> Uh, we got it's all it's it's tell, a live I am show, so sorry. <laughs> tell tell him to tell him to hold that mid lane. Uh, you know. right. uh, anyway, um, gosh, I felt like the arc was maybe a little more self serious at at some points. Yeah, and yes. and that yeah. could have that sort of. <laughs> I'm getting apologetic looks. Um, it sort of brought it down a little. Uh, Maybe a little over dramatic, I would say. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it because, like, yeah, it's echo. Yeah, they spent a lot of. Um, I, I was actually going to say that too. Like, they spent a lot of time on like 
backstory with like Abby and the mm-hmm. other right guy and, and I'm, all that. I'm totally here for that. I wanted Abby to get fleshed out as a character, right. and that's just not my personal biases talking here. But like, I think it's like the thing is like you compare it to like Makoto's backstory vignettes, right, where they explain his childhood, right, his relationship with his mother, right, and you know the the one mistake that. You know, he's not even really responsible for that sends him down a, a, a path he can't get away from. It's, I think I remember talking about this. It, it was such effective storytelling for how short it was, right? Like, mm-hmm. like cumulatively, it's like five minutes of backstory at most, but it works so well. And I think... Well, those glimmers, those very short glimmers are what makes it go so well, I think, because it wasn't just a whole episode dedicated to that. It was... Right. You where, know, 20 seconds at a time. Yeah, whereas I think that maybe where, where this one struggles a bit is that we're, we're approaching this as like, ah, this is the Abbey arc, right? Like, I think my, sus- my my suspicion is that each arc of Great Pretender will probably have, like, one focus character, and this one was Abby's, but, like, you know, then we find out that her backstory was that she was a ballet dancer turned, like, child soldier insurgent, like, <laughs> insurgency fighter, and... It's not that that's not a backstory you could pick for a character, but... It... And there's a lot more, like, actual real flashbacks and not sort of the vignettes that we were getting with Makoto, right? Like right, but but those, it, like, limited... Back... The... But the things that those limited... Vin... Even even though those vignettes, I don't feel like they were as effective with their time, I guess, is, is my, right. my feeling on it. That felt, of... I guess, right. a little too on the nose. Also, like, mm-hmm. a, a, a little too pointed somehow like whenever they brought it up yeah it's, it's yeah. after it's after the melancholy looks and the staring into the distance and the, <laughs> do you not like it's yeah it's it's kind of it was pushing too hard for me yeah yeah i th- i think that kind of might tie to one of my other things that this might just be me splitting hairs but like i feel like they're maybe trying a little too hard to make the characters redeemable. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're still yeah. criminals, right? Like, they're still criminals, and, like, I, you know, lovable criminals are, are perfectly fine, but, like, right. I, I, I mean, feel like they're maybe going almost too far to justify their, you know, right. their actions like, or you something. Know, look, at, look, at, look, at, look at Lupin the Third. all right? Let me tell you, <laughs> Daisuke Jigen and Lupin the Third don't need, like, tragic, relatable backstories. Like, they're criminals, and they're here to rob shit. Like, that's... That's the thing. That's I don't need I don't need my characters in in any particular medium to be redeemable. I need them to be entertaining. Yeah, especially in something like this. Yeah, like I mean, again, it's like I I think it's a thing of like, but that's a thing, right? Like I think Makoto's backstory actually does a good job of making him, if not redeemable or whatever the word you want, it makes him compelling, right? Yeah. Like what motivates him, what drives him. Whereas, like I think with Abby's, it was kind of like. Oh, this is just kind of like a revenge plot. Like that's that's right. Kind of all this is. The part I didn't. Yeah, really, I mean, the part I didn't really like was how so much of the arc ended up being about the pilot guy, and then the also the younger of the two uh, brothers who were running the thing, and like, sure that kind of tied into Abby's backstory, but because then it ended up being about the pilot, like. It didn't really tie up what Abby's plot was doing, and so it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do want to. Ma- I want to make it clear, right? I think we're all still having a lot of fun with Great Pretender. I think it's it's 
when this show is at yeah. its best, it's a lot of fun, right? Like you have, like you know, we yeah. should bring up some of the the fun mo- moments <laughs> during this arc as well, right? Like, I mean, I know I was the one who, who spearheaded the charge on on dissecting and criticizing this arc, but <laughs> I, there are there was definitely a lot of things to like about it, right? Like, there's that bit where like, you know, the guys get hired to quote unquote kidnap Makoto, and they're like. Oh shit! Wrong day. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Leave him. Yeah. <laughs> or even like the whole final plane race and everything was fun. Yeah, like, yeah, it's when, a lot of when, fun. It was all. When, it was when all good uh, fun. Yeah. When they're committing crimes, it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. When they're committing crimes, it's fantastic, right? I think it's. I, I think that's kind of what to, uh, you know to, to Artemis's point earlier, right? Like. These guys don't need to necessarily be like heroes, right? Like they just need to be entertaining, right. and they are at their most entertaining when they are committing crimes, and when they're just being complete idiots and right <laughs> screwing it up right. as well. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like when the show and when the show starts handing you, oh no, no, it's okay because you know, look at all these bad things. I'm like, no, no, we're good, we're good. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to know. It's uh, yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're, I mean, we're I don't, I, don't, I certainly, I certainly don't mind the. I feel like what is probably going to be going to become like another ingredient in Great Pretender that makes it work so well is the obligatory. The Mark is a huge dick, <laughs> right? Let's show you why the Mark deserves to get all their shit stolen, right? Like the older uh-huh. brother is such a fucking like, just oh sure, sure, oh, yeah. complete that, that piece of, of shit, yeah. right? Like, like what, what was that line like? Like, I'm actually a feminist, you see. Like, I think that women, <laughs> like, it's like, oh my god, right? Like, just. Yeah. That's is, not is, how feminism works. I'm, not, I'm a, no expert here, what but a pretty piece sure. Of shit. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Like, you no, just can't no. wait yeah, to like, see him get all his fucking shit stolen. Right. Sure. But and that, 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 that makes it. Um, enjoyable for the audience to see people right, get what's exactly. coming from them, sure but but as far as like making it like the you know the the our heroes are doing this out of the goodness of their heart uh which it doesn't necessarily do that but you know that's uh we, we don't need that i guess is we don't need yeah. the extra justification i mean um, i would actually say that like despite the fact that like it is portrayed like more realistic quote unquote in its presentation more realistically I feel like actually, based on these first two arcs, I almost I I feel like these thieves might actually be like generally more heroic than the Lupin crew, and I feel like they actually they shouldn't be right. Like they. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that's what, that's what I'm kind of aiming at. Yeah, there is like, a. Like you almost can't blame them to a, yeah, after like a while. Embrace the hustle. You, you almost like, lose. You almost lose sight of the fact that they're like they're criminals. Yeah. But um, I I all I'm I guess all I'm saying is I really hope the next arc is not like we find out Laurent has a sick little sister that he's doing this all to pay for her. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean that like is the that. suspicion, right? Like I assume, like yeah. I assume, you know, next arc is either going to be Laurent. I swear or, to God, uh, if that's the plot line, <laughs> I'm shutting this uh, podcast it's, down. It's, oh, it's not. Or I've been her... led to believe the next arc is the Cynthia arc. Cynthia, that's her name. Okay. Yes, right. So I think I figure it's to be one of those two characters is the next focus. And... I feel like well, I, want the, I, want, I want the ending of this show. I feel like right now I want the ending of the show to be like Lauren tries to screw 
all everyone out of their chair or whatever, and they'll turn the tables on him somehow. Right. Like I feel like that would be a really good. That's that's that that would be a really good uh, escalation, right? Like the character who has yeah. up till now been portrayed as untouchable, like, yeah, just make him the villain. Fuck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, ha- have um, Artemis, have you watched more of it? Because I think we've all have. Yeah, I've seen the next doc as well. Oh shit! Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. all right. We've only fi- yeah, we've I think we stopped yeah. at Singapore. No, it but, doesn't I- doesn't fall apart or anything, does it? No, 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 no. You're good. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, okay. We'll good. Keep <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just, never know I anymore. I just wasn't sure if you could confirm or deny my theory, but I, let's just leave. Yeah, it I will just leave it. Yeah. I, let's just say it's 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 fine. It's fine. All right. All right. Sure. Okay. We'll we'll look forward to it then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next uh, next one is London, right? Is that the uh, yeah the next arc? Yeah. So I think I saw that at least. Okay. All right, so we'll try and watch uh, some of that by uh, next episode, and we can talk about that again. All right, um, let's move along to our first returning show. The show that got its fucking lunch <laughs> completely eaten by Great Pretender. Yeah, like, I feel like after well, Great Pretender, I have little interest in returning to this one, but... Well, that's um, that's kind of what I was going to talk about at first after <clears> I, <throat> before I watched the episode. Um, so we'll talk about we're talking about the Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited, which went on hiatus for COVID uh, last season. Uh, they stopped at episode two, I believe, and just this past week they came back with episode three at so entirely was... the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, and um. You know, aside from, you know, I'll just comment on Great Pretender taking their lunch money. Yes, they they do kind of exist in the same space, uh, except, I guess, technically in Millionaire Detective, they're cops and not not the robbers. So but, automatically uh, worse. But like, tonally, yes. but, like, tonally, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, episode three, I before before I get into it, let me just say, I can only place so much blame on the writers and the show and the, the source material itself because uh, for the timing part of it. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, they did not plan on releasing this episode in the middle of, uh, you know, ongoing global protests against police brutality. In the middle and... of 2020. <laughs> All the other things going on in 2020. Um, that well, said, I think, and I, and I don't think I, I think it's pretty clear they're not trying to send a message or anything. But at the same time, I think there's some tone deafness and unfortunate implications. Very unfortunate. Guys, I'm never going to watch um, this show, so you might as well just lay it all out here because I'm curious. Okay, I, I, I want to know what the show does. I, Iro, are you okay with this uh, getting spoiled before we uh, Hit me. get to? All right, so give me the business. So basically, the the uh, I don't remember their names, but the the dorky cop guy goes on vacation and happens to talk to this young sad man sitting next to him on the train, talking about how he flunked college or something. And then it turns out, as they're as they're walking out, the kid holds a woman hostage and streams it on YouTube. And uh, Great. the police have to come in to try to defuse the situation. For his um, next video is going to Aokigahara. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And we get a glimpse of, like, why a dorky cop guy um, got demoted. Which I don't think they explained fully in the first two episodes, if I remember. At least no, they didn't. This, they just said he was extent. he was demoted or, or maybe voluntarily stepped down, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yeah, either demoted or he, he quit Division 1 or whatever. Because the whole time he's, like, a chip on his shoulder because of Division 1 and he can't, like, do any real cop work, right? So, his backstory was there was a hostage situation at a bank or something. There was a bank robbery going on. Uh, guy was holding the the robber was holding everybody at gunpoint. He was authorized to use lethal force, and he shot the guy. But after he shot the guy, the bank teller lady picked up the gun and didn't know who he was and pointed it at him or something, and he shot her and killed her. Oh, I thought I got a totally, not totally different, but slightly different <laughs> interpretation of oh, that. what was your I interpretation thought, of it? I thought that they were working together and all along she, the bank teller lady, had been his, like, lover or something. And that's why she picked up did the they, gun. Did they give us enough to get, did I miss that? No, I, think, well, I, felt like I that mean, was, I just assumed, like, someone takes out very, the main uh, perpetrator in the middle of a bank robbery and then... The lady next to him immediately maybe she like freaked didn't know out. What was going on or something, and and he just shot her or whatever. I mean, I don't know if that really makes a difference. I guess not. Way, as far as like, um, yeah, because it, it it happens pretty quick. They don't like give a big long explanation or anything on it. Yeah. Um, other than he shot this woman, and uh, it felt really weird watching that, particularly in context of everything going on right now. Um, and. You know, because of that incident, he either got demoted or chose to leave Division One or something, which um, I don't know. It, it, it was it was it, it felt weirdly that part felt weirdly tone deaf. And then you get into uh, the the kid himself. The some of the sentiment echoed a lot of the gun control arguments of oh well he just you know is mentally deranged and you know he doesn't actually have a purpose or anything and you know not mm. how did this guy get a gun which of course it ends up okay oh god there's so much there's so much to unpack here and i literally just watched this like 10 minutes before the podcast <laughs> oh, so man. it's still all like burning Fresh in my mind takes, right baby. now um so so there was some of that going on the cops were just assuming it but of course you know, the main guy, he's one of the good cops. So he's like, you know, I talked to him and I don't think he's that kind of person. I don't think he would kill people. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the millionaire detective guy bases his entire plan around this, uh, that, you know, he wouldn't, uh, kill people. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just all, so you have all that stuff going on. The guy's streaming it on YouTube and it, it's revealed that his entire plot is to uh, gain view. All right, let's see if this logic adds up. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! He's gonna get he's gonna get views on YouTube, which uh -huh. will earn him money. Uh huh. And he's going to use that money to take his sick sister to America to oh. get surgery. Oh my god! Um, wait! 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 <laughs> because because you need of course because because not only not no, only have all. Fucking, that's the worst place to go if you need surgery. Really? We're doing <laughs> well, that's, that's why he needs the millions. That's why he needs thousands or millions of dollars, apparently, because if he's going to take her to America to get surgery, that's the only way it's going to happen. And uh, yeah, so you know, of course, you know, it's 
he's just a, a, a misguided young man trying to, to help his sister. And uh, that's what the, you know, the good cop guy sees. And he managed, they managed it with the help of the millionaire detective guy, and some uh, really inappropriate to pay his for surgery. Some really inappropriate humor with a bunch of old ladies on the train um, going to an idol concert. <laughs> they they manage to dismantle this without without killing him because of course they mirror the situation where they authorize the cop guy to shoot him and he's like I don't want to do it because I don't want to kill another person even and uh, you know I don't and, you know I don't think he's this guy I don't think he's really going to hurt anybody and. Um, in between all that, there's this there's this group of old ladies that are going to this idol concert, as Artemis mentioned, and they don't really care what's going on. They just care that they're going to be late for the idol concert. It's like they're trying to make it a joke or something. I'm like, this is not really a funny situation. What's going on right now? I mean, now. this kind of like, is this, this like commentary gets... on how the general populace doesn't give a shit. Or is it just a joke? No, it's just supposed to be, like, a funny joke. Like, I don't think they were trying to say, say anything with it. And to the point where, because one of the old ladies going to the concert is the one being held hostage. And she's oh. just, like, and at the end, they're all just going to rush him because they're, they're going to be late to the concert. She's, yeah, she's Not yelling. Because... She's, like, in a chokehold. And she's like, you know, I'm willing to die for this. Yes. As long as you yeah, guys can make it to like, the concert, I'll die happy. Right, go enjoy the concert so my death is not in vain. Like, they're like this is the jokes they're making. And and the the way they the way <laughs> God, the way the way the situation gets diffused is the millionaire guy actually flies in the idol group to a nearby skyscraper and and they start performing as the train goes by and all the ladies get distracted and move away so that the the cop guy can uh, get in and do his job. Okay, so like so here's the thing. So like all right, so and I, I apologize to everybody for just blow by blow recounting all this, but I feel like I have to say it all so you can piece together <laughs> like what is why this is so ridiculous and also uncomfortable and tone deaf. Uh, but um, yeah, so he manages to get in. He's like, you know, your sister wouldn't want this, you know, and you, you can probably write the dialogue yourself. Would this really as... make your sister happy? Oh, right. Boy. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, you know, that, of course, unnerves him enough to get the gun free. And... Which, is it a model gun also? Yeah, it's a yeah. model gun, but yeah. he picks up um, he picks up one of the, I think the other cop drops his real gun, and he, yeah. he goes to pick that up. And that's when, you know, the millionaire detective guy walks in, and he's like, just walks up and takes the gun so that they can have the line later of, you know, how did you know he wasn't going to shoot you? And, and the millionaire detective guy's like, oh, well, you told me he's not the type to shoot people. So, you know, they're trying to make it like building their relationship or something. But Yeah. Anyway, again, I, I don't usually like to just blow by below by below, like tell the whole plot of the episode, but <laughs> I just felt like I had to sure say all of that. Like- Here's my problem, right? Or here's the problem that I've been pointing out. Oh, there's since, a lot of problems. Right, but, but like yes, since episode <laughs> one is like the core of it is that it sounds like the show doesn't know its tone, right? Like it can't decide is this is this a serious is this a serious story about like the nature of justice and how it is executed in the modern day and the responsibilities of those in power to uphold it, or is this like? A jokey, absurdist, you know, like, you know, uh, c- criminal of the week show where it's just like, what wacky problem can the millionaire detective solve this week, right? Like, it, it, right. it, it I feel like, you know, you gotta commit to one of those because you can't really juggle both. 
I mean, I, I guess an yeah. argument could be made that it's definitely the the jokey parody, just absurdist, over the top comedy. Because even the really serious stuff to me comes across as so dumb that I cannot possibly take it seriously. You know, even if it's right. supposed to be serious. Well, that's that's the thing. I I think it's pretty clear that they want you to take at least some of it seriously. Uh, and like like his like the main guy's backstory and all that. I don't think that was supposed to be a joke. No. Um. But, you know, again, I think a lot of my, the bad taste in my mouth does have to do with the context of when this episode is airing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would have felt... I don't know. Like, I still think it would have been... I frankly, still think it would have been bad. Based on what you've described, this show is a bad look as far back as, like, 2017, like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I no, I understand. It's it's not like the, the things that are happening right now are new things that just started happening in 2020. So from that perspective, yes. Um, it probably, yeah. I, I'm not going to say it's bad. I think, I think it's only amplified, let's put sure. it that way, with the times that we're currently living with. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I got another one in me on on this on this show. Um, I don't know Artemis if you're planning on watching any. I I, but... I am probably purely because like what else do I have at this point? <laughs> what enough. else do any of us have? But um... you're about to get into the logic of why we're going to continue watching a lot of shows uh, on this list. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I've anointed the next show as my. I have nothing else to watch, so I might as well keep watching show. Because well, that also has no problems at all, like, <laughs> with uh, the depiction of certain characters, does it? Oh, no, yes. the, next episode, the, next, the next show's fine. I don't, I don't see the problem. <gasps> it's, uh, <laughs> that's just America, baby. All right, let's talk about our other returning show, Apari Ranmon. Which took f- four and a half episodes to be fun. Like Yeah, so... So so that so this was the other one that, well, there are a couple shows, but this is the one that we were actually watching that got delayed as well. Um, they came back with, there's been two episodes since they've been back, so episode four and five. Uh-huh. And I have to say, I so I had only watched episode one prior to the break, and I decided to catch up to watch the rest of it. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I kind of, and I kind of forgot, in my memory... I I remember the show just being just boring, and I kind of uh-huh. forgot I like actively hate most of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah, totally yeah, fair. Um, yeah. And as I was watching, I was like, "Oh, right!" Like like a par uh, like a pare, the main character is like the worst kind of kind of sucks favorite type of character. Um, and you know, even uh, whatever the samurai guy's name is, he's kind of annoying too. Um, and yeah. so yeah. Yeah, and so you combine that with the fact that they took a long time to set up, not even the race, but like Iroh said, just getting to a point where it's fun. It's been all very dry, let's introduce a character, here's their backstory of why they want to race, and, you know, let's move on to the next one, and none of them have been, like nearly as interesting as their ridiculous character design. <laughs> right? Like that's the thing. Um, and like and I I'd even go beyond like, that. Like I had I, 
I think the character designs are actually doing the show a disservice because I feel like the tone of the show doesn't fit. Like, would this would this show have been better served if they all had like realistic character designs, like normal colors and like clothes that they would normally be wearing for the period? No, because that that's even like, worse. Like, that's even worse then, because then how do you justify the wacky racist con- like premise? Right? Like that is yeah. Like it could have it could have it could you know what it could have been it could have been like death race where everything is like 300 percent serious at all times <laughs> oh yeah no 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 okay that's the, it could have gone in the opposite direction right like again i mean what i mean is that I, i'm sorry this is reductive and obvious but apari ranman should have been directed by takeshi koike <laughs> like red line so. right of red line yeah. fame like here's the thing right here's the here's the thing that actually kind of drives me like kind of batty about apari ranman is like the show occasionally demonstrates that it understands what it can be to be that show, right? Like, I think we're all kind of talking about, like, episode 5, right? Where they draw lots to determine, like, starting position for, for the race, right? And, mm-hmm. like, that is your, like, you know, that is the moment in all of these types of stories where you get to introduce the whole cast, right? Like, all the racers show up, and you get all these, like, great, goofy characters, right? Like, I, this whole anime... stereotypes this, and not. Right, this, this anime, this whole anime... Should have just been about the misadventures of Crazy TJ and his boombox gramophone. Like, (laughs) listening to fucking... You know, apparently hip-hop was invented in the 20th century, in the early 20th century. uh, Just listening to some fucking Wild West jams. Or how about, uh, what was his name? Gil T. the Butcher... Uh, cigar. cigar. His last name is Cigar. Like, guilty Cigar. Fucking, yeah. Guilty Cigar. This fucking Darth Vader cowboy bandito. Like, and his fucking, you know, of course his, uh. of course because it's an anime. Of course his car's number is the forty four. Like, uh-huh. again, like, this is what I mean. Like, I feel like the show briefly is like, oh, we oh yeah, this. we we, we know what kind of like, goofy wacky right. show like, we are. Right, like, this is what the show should be. We're not going to be this show 90% of the time, but we'll show you. We know how. And then, like, it'll instantly revert back to being, like, aggressively boring. Like... Yeah. So, so like... Well, for one, yes, we could have introduced everybody with this this meeting before the race, like, two episodes ago. This could have been episode one. Like, it should I'm not have been episode joking. one. I'm not even joking. This I could mean, have been I'll even one. give them episode two. They could have done well, it in episode two. In, like, this could in, be in your in-media res introduction, right? Like, TJ pulls out his guns, right, into the crowd, <laughs> and then it freeze frames, and Kosame's like, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, like, like, like <laughs> give us the... Give us the bits of story while we're on the road. Right, right. Like, like... Give us the... It, instead of the, the big, long, full episode about, you know how everyone is racist and sexist and uh you know we we can we can tap there's plenty gonna be plenty of time to tap in that tap into that as you're driving i mean i don't even want to talk about that episode because that episode is the most fucking like basic bitch like ah you can overcome institutional racism and sexism with just enough grit and determination and everybody will recognize you right and then she's like oh the team pitched in and bought me this lovely dress it's like Fucking right, what? They, ch- they changed everyone. They changed everyone's mind because of uh, right. Right, it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah. So let, let's not even let's not get too much into that. But yes, that's uh, that was a thing that they attempted. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, so like we could have we could have started this in episode one or two and just kind of got the story on the road, which we which we've been saying the whole time. Um it's true. And and when they did finally get into the bit at the end of episode five, where everyone's doing whatever ridiculous <laughs> to work out how where they're gonna start rather than which thank god they did that because because normally in a race when you when you're trying to get pole position everyone just does laps and whoever has the best times like get the, the best positions so i thought that's what they where they were going right but so I feel thank like god they, they just yeah what they broke down to is, a bar fight because yeah, that was much more interesting <laughs> it's a much more fun way to immediately demonstrate the personalities of the characters hell even down to like yeah, like, the crazy bandit gunman decides, I'm gonna decide pole position by a gun duel. Meanwhile, these guys over here are like, well, we're gonna arm wrestle. And then these guys over here are like, well, we're gonna cut cucumbers. And it's like, <laughs> that's great because it's silly. It's dumb, right? It's like, it's it, 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 that scenes like that run on these sort of, like, self-aware, like, comic idiot logic of, like, everybody right. in the show is in on the joke, right? So, like... And, and even those little choices are already telling us more about, like, who these characters are than, as much as we need to know, right? Yeah. Like, like <clears throat> we learn about, like, what kind of characters they are. Like, like of course, Kosame and the uh, the BMW guy are going to cut cucumbers because they don't really want to fight, right? Like, so, you know, th th that's such a better way of, of, of telling the story, and it's unfortunate that it took so long to also, get here. Also, and oh, go ahead. <laughs> I... I'm not confident that we are not going gonna go back to the way things were, even yeah. though the race has started. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's the thing, you know, right? The, like, I think a lot ahead, of this G. is gonna hinge on the execution of the race. Like, honestly, because here's the thing, right? Like, as look, okay, uh, not to get too inside baseball here, but as someone who is working on a project that involves people, you know, uh, uh, fighting and racing each other in vehicles, one of the things that inevitably comes up is like, well, how do the characters interact, right? Like. If you're, like, in a plane or a car, like, the only way you can talk to another person in, in, a, in, in a plane or a car is, like, either through radio or literally shouting out your window, right? It's... So, like, once the race has started, each player actually becomes somewhat of a self-contained narrative unit. And then... Right. The question is, like, how do you maintain the tension and the interesting character dynamics despite that? And because of everything... Apari Ranman has showed up till now, I have very little confidence that they can keep things yeah. interesting. Also, I just want to... Even on the yeah, road. I just want to say, I know that the it, it's ac anachronistic to do this, uh, but, like, fucking... Why is one of the pit stops in fucking, like, Ellie and not in Vegas? Like, fake anime Vegas. Right? Says, says <laughs> it's off at some well, fucking other nevada town i understand that las vegas does not exist in the way that we think right, they, but they had um, but yeah, they have they had a they had a 1950s diner everything right on the table where like <laughs> crazy tj and his boombox gramophone all right anachronism right. anachronistic designs don't matter here like they could have gone for it they totally right, could like, have like there's a lot of potential for a goofy cross-country america race go to fucking Dumb neon Vegas. <laughs> yes, Do that it. would have been fantastic. Um, but yeah, even so, like, gee, that's a good point about everybody kind of 
everyone's probably going to be off on their own, own bubble, especially because this is like this is not like a racetrack race. This is a tr- this is like a cross country race. So like right. people aren't going to be, you know, bumping wheels around corners. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a extreme long distance type of race. So everyone's going to be off doing their own thing. I'm I'm part. actually worried that they're going to spend more time on the towns they stop in. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yes. Yeah. And that's um, the, the, the format. No, the format of the right. race, everybody has to stop. You remember right. they said you have to stop oh, for eight no. hours. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so inevitably, inevitably, be, yeah, there'll oh, be more crap. than one team oh, in the Artemis town at the totally same time. Right. Ah, oh, shit. God damn and it. It's oh. not even happening in Vegas. Oh man, <laughs> you just know. Yeah, at least right, it would have like, been you, fun. Right, in like Vegas. I mean, because of that, you just know that like the premise of one of the episodes is just going to be like. Apara and Kosame's car just straight up gets stolen at one of the pit stops, right? Like, Probably that's gonna happen, like that. right? Like, and they're gonna, like, lose time because they have to go get their car back. Man. Yeah. Actually, that premise sounds alright. I bet, like... We could probably come up with a better version oh, yeah, of that than whatever Apari Ranman does. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, none of the, like... All the all the ideas going on in Apari Ranman are pretty solid. It's just, you know... They're executed the poorly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think that's I think we've nailed it. It's probably just going to be not a lot of racing and a lot of okay. This is the town we've come to for this stop. What's going on here? And you know, it's going to be a lot of the same, unfortunately. And yet again, so little going on this season that how many of us are <laughs> going to keep watching anyway, just to see. Yup. Yeah. All right. Well, well, on that fun note, let's uh, move along to some of the shows that we have been continuing to watch. Yep. Um, do you guys have anything you want to share about No Guns Life? Did anything interesting happen to the past two episodes? Uh, Mr. Inui Juzo revealed he just has spare arms somewhere in his back. A whole rack of spare arms. Right, I would say, Arrow, you need to better describe it. He does not just keep spare limbs in no, his No, his back he opens has... and a human, like... A... A big rack that's bigger than he is. A sliding rack that <laughs> I would say out of is bag. at least like eight feet long just sprouts out of his torso. And then just on that rack is a series of, of con- spare- series of containers. Containers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are they are they just spares or do they, the arms do different things? I think they're just spares for now, but oh, okay. you know what? But, now that but they are his. That up, but they are his gun arms. Like uh, yes, I mean that's that's all the gimmick you really need. So. Right, but right. it's like for his gun. We had, his, we had uh, been wondering because because he has lost both arms over the course of the show. We were wondering like he's such a specialized cyborg. How are they gonna give him new arms that still have gun fists? <laughs> he just keeps them. Turns out he turns just out, has extras. He turns out he just has extras, which is like. Stupid, but also kind of good. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, oh, yeah, all right, all right, no guns. Well, life. The, well, this is the kind of show that knows how to use that kind of stupidity to its advantage. Yeah, right? yeah. For the most I, part, it's it's a so. weird thing where it's like I feel like No Guns Life is in many ways like maybe just as average or maybe even less bombastic than Apari Ranman at times, but like it works <laughs> a lot better. Like I think it's just that No Guns Life is a lot more self-aware. Yeah. Like it knows. Yeah. Like yeah, it is consistent. It's a, it, like it knows. It's a dumb neo noir cyborg fight anime, and that's what it is. You know, 
Juzo, Juzo's gonna solve crime, but what he's really gonna do is beat some people up with his gun fists, and maybe occasionally shoot a guy with his gun face, and... Yep. You know, that's kind of all we really need. <laughs> Yo, no, that hasn't happened yet, though, right? He hasn't fired. It's happened oh, yes. a couple times. Oh, I guess that's the thing. I mean, yeah. I, mean, oh, I guess that's happened. kind of the big okay. climax of this arc. This last arc was kind of getting into the backstory of him and his plucky mechanic character, and they finally team up and pull his trigger. And, uh, yeah, it's what you might expect. It's just a big fuck-off laser that just cuts a perfect hole <laughs> in a straight line for, like, 10 miles. Right, yes. Through every that building. That seems appropriate. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. But, uh... Yeah. yeah. Honestly, no, I mean, not, like not you said, the, the, the... There's something to be said for consistency, right? Yeah. Based on... Yeah. Compared to, uh... <laughs> the, the, the shows we were just talking about. Um... I did watch the ending song. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. yep. Our last conversation. And it is indeed amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is some fantastic uh, PS1 Tekken cutscenes. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, I linked the video in the notes from last episode, and it's already been taken down. Oh, so of gotta wait till they uh, gotta been, wait for the official upload, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been tough to find. It's, they've been man, locking that one that's down. That's a shame because more people need to see that ED. Maybe I'll try to link it one more time yeah, on like, this post. But it's it's tragic. It had to come out in the year of Doro Hidoro, because otherwise, I would say, No Gun's Life, contender for best ED of the year? Could be. <laughs> you know, I, I will say, I didn't mention this great, in the Millionaire Detective thing, though. that that ED, that, the, uh, the Millionaire Detective ED is still a banger. What as about well. the Great Pretender ED? I like the Great Pretender ED a lot. I like the Great Pretender, the song. I, uh... I think yeah. for, I think for me it's more like I, I'm talking about pure novelty here, you know. Sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm always I always personally deduct points for just like licensed famous songs because oh, like yeah, yeah. while they're good, like I, I kind of favor things that were intentionally chosen or you know done for the the series or whatever. But anyway, all right. So I guess that show continues to be okay. Um, let's keep on going down the list. Iro, did you have anything you want to mention about Digimon? Um, there's not too much going on there. Like, you can read Zig's posts about it. Uh, they continue to be sort of retreading the original and slowly introducing all of the characters. Uh, and they all have slightly less rounded characters than they did 20 years ago. <laughs> and... Every episode has been, uh, like, very basic conflict, and I don't need my Digimon right now, and then, oh no, I told my Digimon, we're friends, and we do need, so we do these, need to go on this journey. So wait, are these plot lines identical to the ones in the original anime? No, or have they but been slightly... just very similar. <laughs> okay, have they changed into digital champions to save the digital world? Uh, yep. Uh, I will say, uh, TK has, has not shown up yet. At all. TK doesn't show up for, wait. Ah, fuck it, who am I to say? I haven't watched that show in a million years. <laughs> in the original <laughs> show, the entire ensemble's there from the beginning. Oh, are they? Whoops. <laughs> right, and so the I new, one, the new one's yeah. been sort of trickling them in. 
Okay. Uh, I've been I've been waiting for TK to show up because he was always my favorite. I and that's when I remember the show being interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. bit harsh. Sorry, I take it back. That's that's a bit harsh, but. But I don't know, I man. Mean, I feel yeah. like I used I used to really like. Well, no. I think. <laughs> okay, let's be real. Do we actually like TK or do we like Angemon? I like. Well, TK. no, I no, I liked I liked. I did like TK, but I also liked the relationship, like the the older brother younger brother relationship, sure, brought some dynamics enough. in that yeah, were actually right. more interesting than the main yeah. team dynamics for me. As a person also, who watched that original show fairly recently, uh, like the character dynamics were better than than in the new one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then answer me this, Eero. Do you suspect will Angemon have a better record Oof. than he did in the original show? He had a pretty good or record continue- in the original show. Dude, I thought Angemon was like, isn't Angemon like basically Leomon tier? Okay, of so like the, really the, impressive first <laughs> showing, and then continues to just like absolutely eat shit every other. So here's the thing: in Digimon Adventure, the original original show, Angemon is always a fucking heavy hitter when he shows up, and he does not show up very often. Uh, in Digimon Adventure 02, uh, every single time Angemon shows up, he gets his ass beat. Okay, maybe that's what I'm remembering, yes, is that... I remember, because I remember as a kid, being like, oh my god, holy shit, it's like, it's like a fucking... It's like, if Ryu <laughs> was an angel, and just like, beat the fuck out of people with his bare holy fists. <laughs> and then, I remember vaguely, like, getting really disappointed with Angemon in my childhood. Uh... Like, there was a time in my childhood, I remember, like, something changed in my heart about Angemon, and I stopped respecting him, and I couldn't remember why. Right. And it was like, oh, is it just that he stopped winning fights? (laughs) They, yeah, yeah, but look, O2's not great. It's not good. Fair enough, fair enough. That's what to say about that. See, and now we were supposed to be talking about the new Digimon, we ended up talking about the old Digimon. Because this thing (laughs) cannot fucking escape the shadow it has decided to put itself under. Yep, it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's yep. go from one children's show to uh-huh. another <laughs> children's show. Uh, you guys yeah. told me Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise was actually good. Maybe it's like this it, time? It, it spikes pretty high, but oh, generally so, is not very high at all. Yeah, I think. Yes. So, so what what happened? So this week kind of continues that trend, honestly. Of when Gun to Build Divers Re-Rise is, is running high, it's actually running pretty high. Like, I would almost even go as far as say there are moments in Re-Rise where it gets close to the original Gun to Build Fighters. But mm-hmm. most of the time, not right. even close. So they kind of like, decide that now they need to, before they uh, go fight the real final boss or whatever, they need to go in and help... Like take the uh, the guy who is currently in a coma in the real world because he logged in too hard, and uh, free him from his my evil mind control. And so that you do have a pretty cool episode where this guy is kind of just going crazy, fighting everything that he sees. Then the heroes are on one side, and then on the third side is the bad guy and his like drones. And all three sides are kind of fighting each other, yeah, it's, with different it's a good, objectives. Like, yeah, it's a good brawl, right? It's, it's it's a good. It feels like a good free for all. It's 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 a good dynamic feeling fight. 
where like the combatants are constantly changing because mm-hmm. the, the battle is constantly changing and it's it's one of those times few times where re-rise really leverages the the few benefits to its setting it has in its favor and that's the thing right like the show <laughs> could be good. re-rise shows us it could be good it shows us it could be really good i, I mean again for a kids show but and, and now we're kind of <laughs> but we're left in a situation of like because here's the thing i would say compared i mean here's the thing i would say already regardless of how this show ends unless it ends really badly <laughs> re-rise is already better than the first gundam build divers this is yeah, the I first time this is the first time in the gundam build series <laughs> That the subsequent work has actually been an improvement over its predecessor. There's a slight slight trend upward for right, once. Right, for once. And again, yeah. still very low bar compared to the original Gun to Build Fighters, but that's almost a little promising. And <laughs> the, I, I am left in a very uncomfortable place of, should I be happy that this show is an improvement? And has, like, actual memorable fights. Like, there are fights in this show I'm going to be talking about later in the year. Compare that to the original Gundam Build Divers that I don't remember, don't remember anything jack about. Shit. Or, and so, <laughs> should I be happy about that? Or should I be deeply disappointed because it shows us a glimpse of what this show could actually be. But then, like, I think almost conscientiously tries to avoid becoming because... It is a show for children. Yeah, I don't know. Disappointment is a lot worse when you have expectations, right? right? Like, yeah, yep. before when you can just say, "Well, this is just a we just know this is going to be bad," and I'm watching this because, well, I can't, I can't <laughs> explain why you guys kept watching it, but, but uh, because you know, he, almost now it's like, he almost pulled the trigger, he almost pulled the trigger, like, so. Whereas now it's like, oh, well, this actually, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I know uh-huh. I'm usually more disappointed when there are expectations, though. Yeah, Yo, I, I so. will say shout-outs to the fight itself, just like... We had a drill you fight, know, we had a drill duel, Gurlagon yeah, style. Yeah, like Gurlagon drill. style drill clash is very good. Like, just drills on robots. It's 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 usually a winning uh, combination. And then he, when his, his drill busts, and so he activates the... His, his double-sided actuator arm flips around to reveal a grabby claw, and he just rips the guy's arm off <laughs> with it Oh, instead. it's so good. And, like, even earlier in the fight, like, they're <laughs> grappling, and I shit you not, the main character's Gundam grapples the other character, the enemy, the bad guy Gundam, fucking knees it, and then launches the missile it's sword like he, in its he, ca- he catches the guy's lance with or with his, lance, his, with his yeah. arm, smashing his arm. Right. Right, and then he knees the lance and blows up the lance by kneeing it with his missile knees, and it's like, oh that was yeah, cool. me- mecha anime can be really good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just when it's leveraging the things that are unique about the genre, when it's when it's utilizing the fact that you know the pilots can't be hurt, you can do a lot of really fun stuff with mechs. But I don't know. Uh... Hopefully, you guys. Are not just being misled by a hit of we might uh, be. good. Oh, we probably are. Fighting I mean, you know, it's it's to keep you a uh, keep you a uh, keep you addicted. And then, I mean, uh, you'll be back uh, in withdrawal again next uh, week. The shows the shows only got like two three episodes left at this point. Right, so like, yeah. you know, oh, okay, it's it's a weird thing. Right, like, because it, it came it was back delayed a little... for COVID. 
Or yeah, yeah. It also right. The production is like all over the place with it. Yeah, right? so, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. It's it's that weird thing of like. But here's the thing, right? Is also this episode ends with them beating who has been shown to be you know not the actual final boss, but the most interesting combatant in the show so far, right? So like, what's left? What's left, right? Like we don't really have like an obvious climactic villain to clash against now so there was a pretty decent gag where the kid kid appeal character activates his super mode and then instantly just slams his straight head first into the ground because he can't control it yeah that's that is pretty it's good. like don't worry guys i've i've got my super mode boop, 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 power up slams into the ground yeah, and everyone's good. like turn it off yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. But you also know he's gonna have he's gonna have mastered that super mode oh, yeah, by course. the finale. So yeah. you know, yeah. All right. Well, well, speaking of shows that are probably gonna get really ill-conceived super modes. Oh no. Okay. Wow. Episode four really about... did suck ass, Gel. You're all right. Let's talk about the God of High School. Man, this show fuck is um, fucking. Lame why are you guys shit? still watching Holy this? Crap. I'm so confused. Because Sung Ho Park is, like, <laughs> our patron deity. Yeah. Uh, so, let's... I, For better or worse, I've cooled off. My rage has died down a little bit since uh, I last watched this. As I told you guys, I was ready to come for the entire nation of South Korea after episode four. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I guess... I guess uh, all right. Uh-huh, to, to uh-huh. put some context of where I'm, I'm coming from with this, with episode four, I think it's episode four and five, right? Uh, yes. Um, when when this when this whole Crunchyroll webtoon thing started, one of the things I've been mentioning is how I wanted to see, you know, what kind of differences we would see in things that were adapted from Korean source material as opposed to Japanese source material, and I think for the most part, we've been seeing them kind of copying old shonen manga for the most part in in Tower of God and also in God of High School. Yeah. But I will say and I don't know how much of this is cultural difference or them just copying old manga or what's going on. I'm extremely disappointed in how they're handling the female characters um and like like I didn't wa- I only didn't watch past first episode of Tower of God. I can't speak too much to that other than they had the whole thing with the super powerful sword lady only helping the main guy because he's cute, um, which seemed to match some of the things going on in God of High School. But uh, we had, like, in episode four, we finally meet the cool wrestler lady. Also, I double-checked. Cool. It's three and four, it's, not it's three. Yeah, it's three and four. Oh, three and four. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, man, that so, wrestling so chick was so cool. Episode three... You know, we're like, oh, yeah, but they had some kind of, like, cool wrestler lady. I'll bet she's going to be cool. I'm like, nah... No, her whole her whole purpose reason of being is to find a good strong. Wait, wait, man. no, 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 no. I would That's say that actually plot, she has right? a great motivation. She just wants to meet hot boys, and I'm like, you do you, you know, you 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 live your best life. <laughs> but uh, sure, no, in, in all seriousness, uh, yeah, it's. Uh... But yes, that that is her only her sole characterization is that she w- wants to meet hot guys. Um. And then we get into episode four, where we get into the, which that has also been, a, that was also a thing with the only main female character, other main female character, uh, who's part of the main trio, 
Uh, if you recall, she had a, her own hot guy incident. Oh, yeah. In I did. I did she happen. totally did, huh? But uh, where she, you know, she was totally, uh, she, she loves, she loves big, strong, muscular men. Um, and, uh, and then in episode four, we get into this whole background plot with this, uh, where she agrees to marry this adult, uh, rich guy, famous guy in, because she needs to find a strong husband to revive her, uh, her dojo, Uh which is her only plot point. And, uh, everyone, despite acknowledging the fact that this is kind of messed up because she's a child, um, everyone seems to just play along with this. And, um, you know, even though ultimately they come to the conclusion of, oh, I don't need him, I can do this myself, you know, she still falls for it until her two, you know, guy friends show up to tell her that, you know, she's wrong. Um, Even her little sister is like, Oh, what kind of dress are you gonna wear and all that stuff? Right, they like, just they just it, go. There's zero. And, right. Also, let's let's point out that this this subplot starts and ends in this episode. Like, yes. Like so, this entire thing of, of like, like this guy shows up and is like, "Hey, I, I want to marry you," and then bam, we're we're walking we're down the aisle, the wedding, picking up. Right, like the heroes the are crashing the wedding um, two thirds into the same episode. Like it's. Again, it's one of those things like, I can't help but wonder, like, is this just like an anime adaptation thing of like, oh, we have a lot of content to get through and we're just going to have to cut some stuff for time. You know what I mean? Because like some of the, it feels so rushed in some places, right? Like even this tournament, right? Like we're already in like the semifinals. Like, so clearly this tournament yeah. is not the focus of the story. And Well, they've already implied that this is like the... The, the Korean tournament. Right, it's, it's a pretense. But not even that, right. like, do we want to get into this now or after we finish the marriage <laughs> subplot of the other concept that they introduce in these two episodes that convinced yeah, me let, that let's I... Yeah, let's finish the marriage thing, because... All yeah, right. let, let's, let's, let's wrap up the marriage thing, because, you know, not only is it rushed and bad and sending some weird messages, to be honest, but, like, even the, like, even, like, the ending of, like... She does eventually come to the conclusion that she can save the dojo herself or whatever, and then they like immediately smash to the the tournament fight with the. Also, other, the dude just the, the dude guy. drives off with the sword. <laughs> right, you forgot that they beat him up. Oh and yes. then he steals her sword anyways. Like apparently right, she steal, just right. left it at the altar when she left the building or something, and right. And then, and then they, and then they immediately cut to the fight with um. I can't well, remember the third guy's name. And so, like, the thing is that well, you're kind of missing a point that like, I don't know if this is meant to explain it or whatever, but like he he's best friends with a dude who's like, you know, they don't say explicitly, but is I, I think is suffering from a terminal case of cancer or something, and like right. it's kind of implied that ah he's fighting to to you know save him or or whatever, right? Right. And he finally like you know uh, he finally passes right. And he's so angry that he, at the tournament fight, he takes it out on the girl character, who, I should mention, gets wounded in the fight at the wedding, like, which right. I guess is their explanation for why she doesn't, you know, she can't put up a good fight. And he's just, like, specifically throwing full body punches right into the wound, and the match ends with her literally bleeding out on the mat, and it's... Like, just really gratuitous, and, like, it feels totally... Right, especially after, 
like I said, they they, they kind of delivered their message of, yeah, I'm going to go fight to protect my dojo, and then immediately cut to her getting destroyed, which whether, you know, she was injured, whether it was her fault or not, not important. Point is, she's now just, like, out of what the What happened picture. to the healing nanomachines? Um, <laughs> no, sir, right. no well, seriously, just, though. That's probably going to... Ex- that's probably going to explain why she doesn't die. I guess. But, like... Couldn't you plug them into his friend or whatever? Just enter him into the tournament? Oh, yes. If they have if they have that technology, why didn't they <laughs> see... Why didn't they cure cancer, right? Oh, yeah, but, right. Uh, they have healing nanomachines. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, uh, that's thinking too You're hard. You're right. You're right. About this show. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, and then, and then, you know, this 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 other guy, like, I get he's upset that his friend died or whatever but he just does a total you know 180 from what little characterization we've had of him so far and now is he going to be like is this going to be like a you know, like a uh is he going to be like the bad guy now or probably something not. Or like probably not probably just for this arc right like the main the character the, can, the main character will Total. fight him in the finals, and they'll speak through their fists, and uh-huh. then Karate Guy will be like, gee, sorry I basically punched you into a coma, and the girl will probably forgive him because we're friends or something, right? Like, that's how this shit goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Can we get well, into the stage right. now? I'm sure glad I didn't watch past episode two. Yeah. Oh, Armas, I'm sorry, we're not even done yet. Like, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Can we that, get into that, the that's stands? Just, that's just... Like, can we, can, we have to, right? Like right. Yes. So this let's is, talk about is, the fact that is, they have that the stands exist. Yes. They, this is telegraphed <laughs> out of nowhere in episode three. They reveal that people of sufficiently high enough power level can summon psychic punch ghosts from their body <laughs> to fight for them. And as someone who loves JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I'm like, I do love stands. I don't love stands in what was originally presented to me as like a. You know, martial arts arts tournament, like, again, like, it's, it's not that I'm, like, angry or like, oh, I never would have expected this, or I hate this, it's like, Sungo Park, now has less personality than, right, it has less personality, right, like, because, like, now it's just gonna turn into every other anime, right? Like now that you've thrown out your one, thrown out your one gimmick of like really good, like really good choreographed hand-to-hand fighting, like once it starts summoning psychic ghosts, like you know that like this is just gonna become like every other anime, right? Where they're just trading energy beams with each other, yeah. and that's right. fine sometimes, but like, you know, it's not what I thought the show was. Or, or I could so just long. rewatch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> right, yes. you know? or like literally it. any other or like, any other watch shonen, Naruto or right? any other shonen, right? Because um, you know what's going to happen. They they gave uh, Jin Mori that fruit, and that's going to give him a stand. Or oh something. yeah, dude! That's every everybody's getting a stand. I guarantee it. I guarantee. Yeah. So, by the end of this season, everyone's getting a stand. Because they're like, oh, I wonder if he can take it, and then you know he's gonna he's and we may see it as early as his fight with uh, right whatever the other guy's name is. Um, yeah, uh. I guess so. To answer the question of why I am still watching this, or and why, Jell? I was ready to stop I, at I asked, three. Yeah. I was ready to stop at I, three, and then you watched four, I, I, you, and I was like, "Well, shit." For the sake of the podcast, I guess I got to watch episode four now. Uh, yeah, you know, we talk about the director, and I think that's part of it. Um, it's so well executed, and like, you can tell like the people animating it are putting so much work into it and probably enjoying it. And, like, I, it, it makes it... It makes me want to like it. 
The problem is it lets you actually watch it. I mean, again, like, I guess. like a Pari Ranman. It it's is like, like I'm trying. I'm trying to give it every. I'm trying to give it every opportunity yeah. to rate the ship, and it's just not. Yeah. Again, I think. I think it's the show, going the opposite direction. I think the show is almost aggressively unlikable. Like it is. Like it's not just unlikable in its essence. It is trying <laughs> to be unlikable. Uh. <laughs> or whatever it's doing is specifically hitting a whole bunch of buttons that are making us not like it. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Will I keep watching it still? I I'll, I don't know. It's like, I, I feel like I'm trying to give it every opportunity to be good. And I do like seeing the, the animation and the quality of it just from a technical perspective. It's a really good-looking show. Like, it's it's kind of what I was talking so about. There's so much talent. Yeah. There's so much talent being poured into it. Instead of the Garo the, Vanishing Line movie. It doesn't exist. That we're never going to get now. <laughs> yes, this is what this is what we're getting instead. Uh, especially because I'm sure this is doing very well for Crunchyroll. Right, and I mean, also, somehow Park's not only working on this, but, I mean, maybe this will be the one we'll look forward to instead. He's working on that uh, Shonen Jump adaptation. Yeah, like, Jujutsu Kaisen. So. Yeah, so... His, he, I mean, look, on one hand, I'm happy for Sungho Park. Honestly, like... I don't know the dude. I've never met him. I don't know why we're, we're, we're standing for this guy so hard, but I think it's just we know he's a really talented guy, and he's worked on a lot of really good projects that are criminally underrated. And so if this deal with the devil is what it takes for him to finally find, like, mainstream success, like, I begrudgingly, you know... <laughs> so be it. Uh, you know, I, I'll begrudgingly accept it, but I don't have it to It still doesn't mean you personally have to watch it. You know that, right? It's... Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Sung Ho Park's a really good director. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well. We'll see uh, next episode. We're recording Sunday, so next episode airs tomorrow. Great. We'll uh, see how bored I am after work. <laughs> don't do this to us, Jell, because if you watch it, me and Eero have to watch it too. Yeah, I'm going to set off the chain reaction. I hold everyone's fate in my hands, right? Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh, I don't think it's going to get better with the next show. Oh, um, no. Oh, wait, you're missing your great segue. Speaking of directors that you usually like, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, speaking of a director, I would fall yes. into hell. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he took me to so, hell. Uh, have you guys uh, watched more of Japan Sinks? We've only watched up to episode four. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have not seen the episode that no. Marlon referred to last uh, episode. No, I, so, I've been so led because, to believe that is episode five. No, so because right. Artemis is here, I do want to give her the opportunity to yes. to, to give her own uh, her own <laughs> voice to her feelings about it. But before she gets into that. I think uh, maybe me and Eero could just kind of, like, walk through our, like, quote-unquote organic feelings, feelings about the current state of Japan Sinks. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so... Sure, what, so what maybe this, also, this will be a recap to where we were up to. So, we left off last time with episode two, where the dad digs up a mine and gets fucking gibbed straight up. Uh-huh. Um... So three and four are kind of like the aftermath of that, that right? Kind of like them trying to move past it, right? And there are aspects of these two episodes where I think it is still kind of working for me because, like, occasionally it does what I like from Yuasa, which is, like, a very grounded presentation even in the face of extremely extraordinary events. But... 
it all feels kind of like a clumsy secondhand version of a lot of the tropes Yuasa likes to use. Uh, in episode three, right, like you know, you kind of have a have a breakdown in the in the relationships between the family members because of the death of the father. Uh, you know, just like tensions are flaring up. Um, you know, they get into a couple of like uh, dangerous scenarios, right? Like sort of a life and death. You know, uh, they 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 hitch a ride with a dude who, as per usual in post apocalyptic fiction, ends up being a a, a rapist creep uh, that they have to fight off. Of course. Um, and then they take a break, and you know, two of the characters need to go use the bathroom, right? And so they kind of like descend down a hill to like you know, I don't know, into, into a more obscured area. And one of the kids just, just straight up dies. God. Just straight up. Like, because oh, it turns out that... And here's the thing. This is a real thing. This is actually a real phenomenon. But, like, because gas is heavier than air. Like, some gases are heavier than air. But, like, because one of the characters walked too low, she ended up walking to the toxic gas and just straight up drops dead. Like, just straight up. And the other character gets rescued because a paragliding... <laughs> streamer happens to be oh, in the area God, that's right and he's like yo don't go in that gas it's bad and he's got like this like aerofoil <laughs> paraglide like backpack thing and he just lands and he's like yo i'm like a fucking famous streamer from also, like estonia sorry, or something from estonia your friend is dead by the way and just straight up and they keep just cutting back to the shot of her dead body lying there and it's like Again, like, that's a very Yuasa thing. Like, it's it's actually, like, that that is kind of a Yuasa trick of, like, very grounded depictions of very, like, extreme events. That, like, kind of, cr- it creates this very surreal, like, thing, right? Like, it's, you know, like, if you've ever seen a dead body, it's kind of that feeling of, like, it, it, it's a little surreal because you expect it to be this grander event, but it's so mundane. And so aspects of that work, but the problem, I think, is, like, we just had a sudden left out of left turn, like out of left field death in the prior episode. Here's have another one in the next episode with yet another one, literally less than twenty two minutes after the last one. It, it makes it feel like a blatant trick, right? It, it makes it. it I have a cheap. feeling you should probably get used to this. That's my gut feeling, but uh, it, it uh, yeah, it, it feels not knowing not knowing anything about what's going to happen moving forward. It, I it, feel it, like it just that's... doesn't feel earned, and. You know, it's like I feel like they're almost going for like a whole. I, I felt like well, I only watched up to episode, I guess two, but I I feel like they were almost they're gonna start leaning into the crazy horror movie death stuff more than like actual grounded reality of but, being stuck in I mean, this. But that's the disaster. problem is because like when that stuff isn't happening, it's still like a mostly grounded take on people surviving the apocalypse. Like, is it though? And then it... they go to the next episode well, where there's a crazy that is... cult that puts weed in their curry. I don't. I don't episode know if you can say that happens, if there's. And... I don't. Uh, what? I, I don't know if you can say it's grounded if there's a famous uh, Estonian YouTuber paragliding right, well, that's what over I mean, and telling like, you that. Yes. <laughs> And then episode four happens, and if you want to continue just the utterly absurd events, like, like, you know, don't even talk about the cult first, talk about the fucking old man oh, right. morphine addict with the bow. So they God. go to a convenience store that's seemingly abandoned, and turns out it's being guarded by this fucking geriatric fucking uh, archer who's also a nationalist, like a fucking one of those, like, old school, like, Japanese ultra-nationalist types. Oh, dare you speak who says Gaijin instead of Gaikokujin. 
Uh, Sorry, you're a what? Don't you speak anything but Japanese in my presence? Right, right. Like, well, I to, be, to be fair, the little boy voice actor is so goddamn annoying that I was also like, can you only speak Japanese from now on, please? I mean, yes, to be fair, that little boy's extremely <laughs> annoying. But yeah, but yet, he's like fucking firing shots at them and like actually nails the kid. But of course, like, you know, the arrow hits his fucking Game Boy, so it stops the arrow. But uh, I there was a great moment where like, because the character had initially been established as, like, a real crotchety piece of shit, like, there's a bit where, like, they're at, you know, the old man and the little kid are, like, at a graveyard or something, and, like, the kid starts speaking in English, and I said out loud, you know, mockingly, okay, this is the part where uh, the old man says, don't speak those fucking gaijin words, speak Japanese, damn it. And then the old man literally says that a second later. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> and then, like later, they pick up a, a hitchhiking um, British guy who, oh, who does like God. weird hand impressions. And again, like fucking, you know, the the, the old man is just, like fucking, don't pick him up. He's a dirty guy, Jin. And it's like, then they drive Christ. up to the weird doomsday prepper cult that has apparently right. popped up. And to convince them to let them enter, the Englishman is like, I got this. He gets out of the car, looks at the security camera. And does Charlie Chaplin hat tricks for, like, a full 45 seconds. Right, like, this is not just like a 10 second thing. It's, like, a minute long. And, like, me and Arrow are just, like, dumbfounded. We're like, what, what is this show doing? <laughs> like, are we, are we alive? Like, <laughs> we are the ones who walked like, into the toxic yeah. gas. Right, are we the ones <laughs> in the toxic gas? Like, because uh, we must have inhaled something while watching this show, because it's like, because here's the thing, he's doing that these weird, like, hand gestures, right? But then, like, the show is, like, showing, like, him, like, actual, like, giant eyeballs and mouths coming out of him, and it's, it's, like, Marlon could have posted this gif, and we would have been equally dumbfounded by <laughs> where the show was going. It, it's, it's... It's absurd, right? And yeah, so they get they they find a place that's like has electricity and running water and food and sustainable housing and blah blah blah. And weed and like and yeah, and like I guess they put weed in their food or something. I don't know. Like they're drug. It's some earth cult shit. It's some earth cult shit, straight up. Like we need we need Olivier Poplin here to identify uh. the neurotoxins. <laughs> like like they're being fed they're being fed drugged food or something. I don't know. Like and and yeah, like it's a cult, but like. It's as if like, weed is a mind control drug. Right. Yeah, also, they, have, if, yeah. they have yurts. And... Right. And, like, you know, like, here's the thing. I get that, like, a lot of post-apocalyptic fiction and horror fiction kind of hinges on, like, the pretense of the characters in-universe not being particularly genre-savvy, right. right? Like, that is why it's the classic, like, you're shouting in the movie theater, no, don't open that door, right? But, like, I feel like, all right. Worlds, it's 2020. The world is falling apart, uh-huh. all right? Where uh, everything's gone to shit, right? Yep. We're all, like, out there. Oh, has the, it? All, <laughs> you know, we're all out there in the wastelands scrounging to survive, right? And, you know... So that's going to be September, right? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> this September? Fuck, man. Maybe yeah. more like November. But anyways, uh, we're um, walking around, and we find this giant compound, giant gated compound, right? Security cameras, fences, electricity, the works. And we're all like, this might be it, guys. If you saw a giant god. golden statue of some like strange <laughs> pagan god in a in the back 
so large that it is visible from where you are standing outside the compound. I feel like no matter how low on water and food you are, you turn to your traveling companions and you're like, nah, we're walking nah. around this place. <laughs> like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> That we were guided this. to by a British impression artist guy who's like maybe also Yugoslavian. It's really not clear to me. Uh, he says he's from the UK. Yeah, well, later on he says he's four. Yugoslavian, so I don't know what to tell you. Oh, shit. Well, fuck, man. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's, the more, the longer the show goes, it's like, yeah, the, the good, like, grounded parts of episode one disappear, and it gets increasingly, like, outlandish and surreal, but, like, not in a good way. Like, like, I, I don't know what's going on with this, and I kind of had to look it up, and... Again, this is not to absolve Yuasa of anything. Like, look, I'm not trying to be like, ah, Yuasa can do no wrong. But in all fairness, I did look up. He is technically co-directing um, this show. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that well, absolves him of guilt, but, you know. It does make me wonder, here's... like, what is going on or what happened to the production of this show. Because it's kind of baffling, I, I mean, honestly. Gee, when you talk about the show being grounded, it's I think it's only strictly... The, the, the directing like some of some of the presentation like you said of like of death and like disaster and things are happening i, I think very again, real, I, I, and, real and grounded but but the none of the actual content of the show the actual content of the show feels like a horror movie to me like a horror sure to me. sure but i i, I think and, there, i mean that's probably closer to what i meant but i think it's just you go back to episode one and it's like Outside that's of a, okay, outside episode really, one. Once we hit episode two, I was like, "Oh no, we're not. This is going in a different. Sure, I can already sure. tell. Like, this is going in that direction. Like, it's. <laughs> I don't know why it's made me started to think of um, some of the deaths and things that everyone's been describing. Made me start to think of uh, the PA Works 2012 classic, Another. <laughs> that one uh, with Barely. people falling on umbrellas, like Final Destination style. And, uh, Yes, like Final Destination style, ridiculous uh, people falling umbrellas or getting cut in half by speedboats. If, if that had um, been the show, I would have been okay with it. Just for the record, like even right. even if it had done the one hundred and eighty from Slice of Life, like kind of tragic, grounded episode one, and then sudden sudden pivot to Final Destination, that would have been fine. I could have right. handled it, but I don't feel like that's what they're trying to sell you. No. Yeah, because like I will like. I'm I'm citing another. I actually I actually love that show. I will defend that show, but it has like those ridiculous. But that but that matches with what they're doing in the show, in my opinion. Whereas in this, I feel like, oh, this is just not matching up with what I felt like I was being sold in episode one. Um, yeah, and I, and again, so. it's just like I mean, obviously, stories change all the time, productions change all the time, right? This is not the first, nor will be the last show that starts as something and become something else. I guess it's just for me, it's like the first episode, like I was watching it and I was like, this is, this is, this is Yuasa to a T. Like this is, this, this is this man's wheelhouse, right? This, like this show is this man's bread and butter. And then like the rest of the show, that show keeps going and it's just, yeah, I, I don't, right. I don't know what happened there. And anyways, I, yeah. mean, I don't want to keep this going, but Artemis, we, I did, I did want to just kind of hear your thoughts about like, you know, as the only person Having here who has the finished thing, right. the show. Yeah, I've seen the whole thing, yeah. I, I mean, uh, wh where do I start? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, 
are you guys going to keep watching just out of interest, or are you calling uh, yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think you we are? will. I, I, I think we will, for better or worse. Well, then I won't. I guess I'll try not to spoil anything, but it just it just keeps going downhill. I don't know what to tell you. It just keeps getting worse, and you, you think yeah. it's bad now? Like, any any element. You think the animation's bad now? Oh, nah, you haven't seen anything. You think, <laughs> you think the story beats are, like, random now? Oh, no, 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 just you wait. Like... <laughs> I think, like, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think I'm going to ha- enjoy this, but I almost feel like i got to see this now because it's like, I feel like, <sighs> obviously a lot of bad anime comes out every year, right? But I feel like we rarely, like, w- our specific cr- crowd, we don't usually watch the absolute worst shit. Like, we, we have enough self-awareness to know, like, nah, this Monster Girl Doctor Show, this ain't it, right? Like, not going to even right. bother. But this we didn't is what... even do a post for the uh, Misfit Academy, right? One but or like this show, is, <laughs> this show is one of those shows that like started kind of good, and I kind of need to see just how just badly it how bad it gets, right? Like I don't, ha- I don't have a strong tolerance for bad anime. I, I, but like there's a part of me that's like maybe I, I, I need like my one darling in the Franks every year. Like just like that one, <laughs> that one anime that sets my barometer and reminds me, oh right, this is why I have such a like, fucking seething hate love relationship with this medium. And I and also just I don't know if it makes a I guess it made a difference to my viewing experience, but I watched the show in about three days straight. Like I just pretty much marathoned <laughs> it. Uh, that's, Maybe that's two days. Model, all right. So, yeah. Yeah, it keeps all the problems of the previous episode fresh it, in your mind. It was very fresh, and <laughs> yeah. and I just I was I wanted to I was going to write a blog post on it, you know, like a, a review, and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it <laughs> because I didn't want to waste any more of my life than I had. Fair I, enough. I couldn't face the prospect. It was too haunting for me, and I gave it I gave it like a two out of ten, just in case anyone needs to know that. Noted. <laughs> I I kind of I kind of want you guys to finish watching it just so I can. I want you guys to... to finish watching so you can suffer how I have suffered. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. All right. Well. Um. Again, since this is Netflix, whatever, however many episodes you end up watching next time, I guess we'll we'll talk about. But um. And uh, go check out another. <laughs> That's another. Uh, well, uh, oh, shall we talk about throw a plug in there? But yeah, <laughs> the last let's, of the, let's yeah the we'll last go on to our next uh, final show with a really good director working on something <laughs> entirely new. Ah, uh, well, at least decadence is not bad. Um, oh, dude, I'm I'm in. I'm fucking locked in. On I, I'm a, I I think right. I think I've actually I've been up and down on it. Let's okay. put it that way. So have I. Because we had. Because I, I I liked episode I, I liked maybe not loved but I, I liked episode one I thought it was pretty solid. Episode two lost me entirely with the massive twist which we talked about last right. time the whole game world thing going on or whatever. Um, I think three and four started to win me back over for the most part. I'm still not like super enthusiastic about it. Um, if only because. I, I don't know how high the ceiling is now at this point anymore, but the, the they I think my problem with episode two so they do the big just to recap they do the big 
twist where the whole decadence thing is, while really happening, is is basically being governed as a as a game by these. Uh, are are they are they just robots or are they AIs? I think or something? they confirmed. I, I mean, they could still be aliens, but I think they confirmed with this episode or these two episodes that they are at least AI of some kind. I think like right, non-human entities that are controlling yeah. this game centered around decadence. So while while the while things are physically happening, it's not like a video game. Right. I mean, we we mentioned um, it's it's basically like the premise of like they, you know, again the Gerard Butler film Gamer. <laughs> Uh, the the AI <laughs> yes. uh, sl- slot themselves into like real physical avatars. An basically. awful but appropriate reference. And uh, uh, right. you know um, they they play the game with the humans, the real flesh and blood humans who they treat as basically the NPCs. Right. And um, I think what I liked about where we were going with three or four is now that they've got the robot whatever cartoon ai world <laughs> out of the way that that's kind of that's not dominating the story like the the bulk of the story is still around natsume and what's going on right yeah around decadence right mm-hmm. I, I think and so long as we're in in that realm i find that a lot more interesting than whatever was going on with the, I, the cartoon i did say oh that's that's interesting I, i'm kind of i'm of two minds because honestly i kind of like both aspects like i think Episode 2 being entirely about the robot world became a little overwhelming, but kind of now that that shock period is over, I kind of like having that floating in the background. Like, I, Well, that's the thing. It, I, it, as, as context in the background, sure. Like, I'm, I'm I think it that. lends it's a like, very... I just don't want to spend a lot of time there. I, I, I'm not so sure, saying. because I think that, like, the robot world gets into, like my crazed rantings last podcast about how this is going to become like some crazy like hyper capitalist critique you know like like because they're 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 kind of leaning into that with the robot world right like again like you know it's it's everybody's worst nightmare where your value in this society is decided by how good of a gamer you are it's 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 a nightmare it's a nightmare world honestly (laughs) But it, well, right. I mean, yeah. And again, using that to provide the context is is fine. It's just like as far as you know, spending time in the actual what's actually happening there, and you know, whatever whatever the side job or whatever that uh, whatever the old guy's name is, I can't think of it right now. Uh, Kabu, you know, that he had like chasing bugs or whatever, <clears throat> and all, and like none of that was particularly very interesting to me. Um, but they are definitely leaning into some of what you're saying, G. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the plot yeah. of Episode 4 is entirely about the ways in which the, the AI and its its gamification of this world is going to lead directly to some very real human suffering. Right. For the sake of perpetuating... Because the whole point, the ultimate point of the game is, like, they're collecting resources, basically, right? Yeah. It's, and, and so they can't let the game end. Right. I mean, I mean that's <laughs> right. the thing, right? It leans into, like, what I wish a lot of fiction about games would lean into is, like, games can't end, right? Like, stories are about ending conflicts, right? But video games aren't allowed to end because <laughs> the players will always want more. And I think there's a really fun, sinister angle to that. And right. I guess... And, but- and also, 
in this case, I mean, whatever mega corporation running the game has to keep collecting resources and they have to keep people engaged and they're willing to sacrifice, you know, human lives and things yeah, to I, make that happen. Well, they have the legal yeah, rights uh, of the human race, so... You know. Yeah, they bought the legal rights to the human race. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, there's, yeah, sure, there's parallels yeah. to, you know, you can you can draw to, you know, the horrible uh, systems we live under. Like, you know, but, I mean, if, to, we, if we give to, them, like, you know, if we give them unemployment benefits, then people won't want to go back to work. That kind of uh, right. reasoning. Uh, but um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so they, I think, I think having those things as context for the sort of adventure aspect of it, of, of Natsume learning how to fight. And then, you know, uh, you know, her, her story still being kind of the, the main plot driving. Yeah. I mean, again, don't get me focus. wrong. I, I said in the last podcast that I think decadence sinks or swims based on how well they center Natsume as like your, as your cipher to this world, right? And I think that episodes three and four do a really good job of that, right? Like, you know, right. it's the classic, ah, I'm going to show you my grit and determination to become, you know, one of the one of the gears or whatever, right? One of the, the, the I forget their actual term for the hunters, but like, you know, she's going to become one no matter what, right? And, you know, you get your, your classic training montage. I like the premise of Kabu's just taking her to like the tutorial area, where it's like level <laughs> right. one monsters only, and just like kind of watching her like fuck up against it, which is pretty fun. Um, I like her new slick robot arm with uh, a built-in like pile driver in it, which is uh-huh. uh, totally my shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think episode four kind of does a really you know we're talking about all this like good story stuff, but also like episode four reminds you, oh yeah, this is the Mob Psycho One Hundred director. And this dude can fucking yeah, turn some... it on when he wants to. There's a uh... there's some cool there's some cool uh, flying yeah. attack on Titan moves. Right. In there, I mean, yeah. it's like at first I assumed everybody kind of used the same weapon, but this episode kind of confirmed. Oh, right, it's a video game, so like, of course, like everybody kind of uses the needle as the archetype. But like, you know, one person's dual wielding. Another dude had what looked like a rocket hammer with needles in it, and he did like a a, a fucking rocket spin with it, like. There's right. some visually cool stuff going on in this show, you know? Even if the CG monsters are a little much at times. Yeah, they're 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 passable, I think. I, they're it's not like fine to be It's not like um GV8. No, no, yeah. right. Like it's not <laughs> It's not not on that level. No, at definitely all. <laughs> not. But, uh... So yeah, I you know, I think I I'm feeling a lot better after the last two episodes about it. Um you know, I don't know if this is going to end up being a, you know, anime of the year masterpiece here, but um, in a sea of bad to mediocre shows, I'll take a I'll take a solid good one. Yeah, uh, I mean that's where we end up going. I, I think I'm more positive on it, but I think I would say yes. Like there's a, like it's I, I mean I really hope this show keeps up, right? Like that's always the worry with these anime originals, right? Is like this thing could still fall apart in the last three episodes, right? Like but right. For yeah, now, it, hasn't, it hasn't done enough to to give, get the benefit yeah, of the doubt yet. I'm but, still, but yeah, now. I still, I still lack some confidence. Like, I also feel better after three and four, especially four. But I'm not yeah. totally sold that it will do the job, well, like I, I, really well. Fair enough, fair enough. I think for me, I'm pretty locked in on the show. But I guess 
the thing that I kind of need to see from it next is like again like how they how they examine and execute on you know the premise of the end of episode four right like the AI creating you know because that's the thing right like I I play Destiny two you know Gel you play Destiny and Warframe right like you know, Eero, same, right? We've all played, you know, most of us here have played these live games, right? Yeah. Where, like, the story, quote-unquote, evolves, and there's new content, right? Like, there's new bosses You gotta to blow fight. something up at some point. Right. And it's like, I think a lot of this will hinge on how well they execute on, like, the idea of, like, well, what if all that was real, right? Like, you know, yeah. what if the destruction of the tower in Destiny 2 killed actual people, right? Like, what you know, yeah. that's... That is kind of and how I do you move on from that? Uh, yeah, exactly. What if you die? What if you die in the game? You die in oh, real damn. life. Um, or, I mean, you joke, but that's the you, that, that's the cliche. But I think that like, <laughs> but I, th- I think the thing is like, Decadent is making a pretty good argument that like you can still make that kind of compelling if done right. Well, that's not even really what they're doing, right? Because like the 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 people playing the game don't die; it's the humans that right, are. I mean, it's the humans, yes, that are actually living. But, that are you know they the, they did the foresh- that, they did right. foreshadow right like in episode two like I think you know when those guys were talking in the truck that oh if you jack in all the way like and then you die uh-huh. if they like, choose right yeah like if you, they choose to do that themselves right but. So the precedent is there, and I feel like you don't mention something like that unless somebody tries to do that later in the show. So, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is it gonna? We're already like real close to not seemingly learning the truth, and if this next event basically kills everybody that knows anything, and she survives, you know, does she learn the truth at that point? And is it going to be like she's got her? Um, rise up and fight God, so to speak. Uh, you know, attack and dethrone God. Yeah, I mean, but, I feel uh, like that's is kinda, that where we're going. Sure. I hope that's where it's going. Um, could also just I, call, I, yeah, could that's kind of where I see it as like because she is the unknown element. She kills the uh, supposedly unkillable boss monster or whatever. Right, because the AI said, ah, based on our perfect calculations, right, the monster is right. We didn't right mathematically and, uh, unbeatable. You know, and, and then the then the game goes on, and it's like, well, we served our purpose one way or the other, right? But um, yeah, I I, th- I I mean, I can't imagine the show just ends with humanity continuing to be enslaved for you know harvesting oil out of these uh, monsters. But I don't know. Um, I guess if nothing else, be, it's it's nice and exciting. I, I'd I'd be down for some crazy escalation on right. all of this I guess is uh <laughs> I was just gonna say in a season like this I think it is still nice and exciting that we at least we have a show we can speculate about yeah right and that may actually turn out to be good yeah maybe maybe uh, maybe 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 um I think that's it alright well I think we're at the end of the yep. list Iro, maybe we'll save Common Rider talk for you know, next time. It's gonna be o- it's gonna be over in dog. four or five weeks, so maybe maybe then between shows. When when it's uh, yeah. all I know is you guys came into the chat one day and said Common uh, Rider Zero is the greatest <laughs> show ever made, um, and started talking we about joking, a robot dog yes. or something. So I I, I do what I do want to hear about that. Hey, look, me me and G deal in hyperbole all the yeah. time. So, you know, Iro, if you fair, want to. <laughs> 
if you want to declare something the greatest of all time, it's yeah, it's only fair that you get to get in on it too. So we do that like at least once a week, I think. Yeah. Uh, so um... <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure somewhere in this podcast we probably said Apari Ranman or the God of High School was the worst anime we ever watched, but you know, or Japan Sinks, but uh-huh. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this week then. Uh, for this episode, uh, we'll get to our housekeeping. Check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and also we are on YouTube, where you can uh, you know like, comment, subscribe, whatever there. Uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and uh, we'll catch everybody next time.